Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Mondo Show. I have a very special guest with me. I found her in the cafe just alone. <laughs> no, she was there with her husband. I think one of the greatest things about Morningside USA is that you never know who's going to be in the cafe. And look who happened to be in the cafe Absolutely. having coffee, <laughs> hanging out, waiting for me. My friend Lori Diddle is here. You made it to the orange couch. I love the orange couch. I know you couch. were at Sid Roth and Sid Roth. I love you. Very reverent Sid Roth. Now you're in the orange I couch. Know. I know. And I heard the story. I love the orange couch. Welcome to my dorm room, I call it, right? My man cave. This is where we talk about life. We talk about religion. We talk about politics. We talk about where we are in our culture today. And get ready because on today's program, I'm going to be talking about heaven and hell. Ooh, we don't talk about that in the church. That's like a cuss word in the church. Heaven and hell has always been a subject that I think in today's millennial generation is very controversial. Absolutely, Mondo. You like controversy? You know, only when I have to. <laughs> <laughs> you must be a mother and a grandmother, That's right. right. Only when I have there, to. Anytime you want to discipline your kids or grandkids, <laughs> that's a controversy in itself. But I can tell you that Ms. Ditto is a traveler. She has traveled all over the world. You have an amazing ministry, an amazing testimony. My father's reputation is your ministry, but your testimony. You were here on Skype. You yes. Via Skype and technology is a wonderful thing, but there's nothing than just shaking your hand and just say, you're for real. <laughs> Can I touch it? Can I grab Okay, I got to ask for permission nowadays, but I got to tell you something. I love you, and I know the feeling is mutual because... I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> and the eyes, Chico. You ever seen that movie, Scarface? The eyes, That's Chico, true. they never lie. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. I believe you have such an anointing on you, Mondo, that God has called you. You know, I've trained evangelists now for 15 years. Been one for 22. And you really have a heart to see people connect with Jesus and that's a God-given wound oh. because inside of it, right, you care. Where are those people going? It doesn't matter what they're wearing, what they're driving, where they live. It's like, no, where will you go spend eternity? And you have that wound in I your heart. I can't believe you're saying that because there's times where I find myself in restaurants or I get invited to parties and I go to them because I'm, I love people. I'm not a party person. I used to be when I grew up. <laughs> I was growing up. But I don't like to be around a lot of people, but, but when I do, I sit and I wonder, I wonder if they know God. I wonder if they know that there's a heaven. I wonder if they know that there's a place called hell and do they believe in it, you know? And my biggest thing is today in this generation, hell is a controversial subject. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to admit to it. As a matter of fact, we're probably crazy that we're even going to talk about hell. And I want you to stay tuned with me because on today's program, I'm going to talk about the hell conspiracy. You have had heavenly experiences, but you've also had hell or hellish experiences, not just in your personal physical life, but you talk about that God sent you to hell, visited hell. 
I burned. Oh, man, I, I got so many questions. I got only 30 minutes, and I got to scratch my head because, oh, man, um, it feels like we're in hell sometimes here on Earth. You know, the devil is roaring, running around, looking for who he can devour. But you know, Mondo, this earth is filled with so much goodness that even though it feels like hell, it is nothing compared to what hell okay, is. Okay, I got to ask you this. We're, we're going to, listen, I'm going to go all over the place. I'm Latino. <laughs> I jump from one place to another. Maybe it has nothing to do about being Latino, but I'm just so interested about life. And before we get started, I got to ask you about the famous question that everyone's asking how do you feel about this roe v wade that the supreme court just gave out and now america's in turmoil you know i think that this turmoil is good because that babies need to be saved and as a nation we are under so much judgment from god that um Roe Roe versus Wade, it was it's way overdue for it to be overturned. And uh, you know, the churches need to start taking up collections, I feel, Mondo, for all of the babies that are going to need to be adopted. But can I play what they call the devil's advocate? <laughs> You're gonna have a hard time. You're gonna have a hard time. <laughs> Listen <laughs> You've been in hell. I can't even say that. Oh like you got one on me. But can I just ask you this? Because the question is, what about the women? Right. What about the reconstructive freedoms that women are marching about? And the world is worried that women's rights are being taken away. How do we deal with that in the church? How do we deal with that uh, argument about women reconstructive freedoms? Where is that going? Why? Why? I'm so ignorant, I feel, sometimes, because I do have an opinion about this, but I don't like giving my opinion because I'd rather go with the Word right, of God, right. but the Word of God is even being challenged today. So let me ask you. You're a woman. You understand your perspective, your women's rights, your, your freedom of reconstructive. No one can tell a woman what to do, right, husband? You're in trouble if you do. <laughs> not at our house, no, Mondo. Not at your, okay, good. It's a peaceful home. But what do you say to that? What do you say to those that are watching? Say, yeah, I know you Christians are stuck on this abortion issue. You Christians want to fight for the freedom and, of the unborn. But what about the women? Right. Well, first of all, it was years ago I bumped into uh, Lou Engle, who taught me a prayer that I have prayed not I, I, almost daily. You know, and it's... It's about, Lord, end abortion, send revival to America. End abortion, send revival. And why is abortion so big? You know, Mondo, there's a place in the scripture where it says, if Israel could forget the child of her womb, God says, if a woman could forget the child of her womb, I will not forget you. Mm. It's almost like it can't be done. A woman should never be able to forget the child of her womb. If you do that, then you are casting off what it means to be a woman. I'm made very differently than you. My emotions are so big and strong, and they, they really drive Mike nuts sometimes. You know? <laughs> I tell him, it's okay. There is a man alive who can understand all my emotions. His name is Jesus. But I am an emotional being. And having been a mother twice, I get to protect 
that child that's in me. Something is very, very wrong inside of people when you think that you can destroy another's life and call it your choice. Now, we know how babies are made. Mm -hmm. And so if you're going to do this act, which is beautiful inside of marriage, God made sex a beautiful thing inside of marriage, and outside of marriage, it loses so much. And, and every time you have sex, you should expect mm -hmm. for God to bless you with a baby. And I know so many people who God gift, gifted them a surprise later in life. Yeah. We didn't have that, but babies are what mothers are so good at. And as a woman, I would never give up that beautiful right, the right that God has given me to carry another person into this world. And I will be the first one to let it know how beautiful and cherished it is. Now, I counsel women all the time who have had abortion. And it is murder. And that, that is not the unpardonable sin. They can repent. You can repent. If you've had an abortion, that doesn't make you a second-class citizen. But I want to tell you something. It is murder for all of the people who think that, well, it's birth control. There is no such thing as abortion and birth control. So, so my heart is very pleased. You know, it's been, it's been trouble inside my own family. Extended family is, is struggling with the Roe versus Wade. And, Lori, how can you be happy about that? Because we put God first in this issue. God is first. And we are still one nation under God. And he deserves to be first in what he desires. You mentioning that automatically puts you as a threat, according to the headlines of today. <laughs> I'm not a according threat. According to society or culture today, right. your opinion on the matter, your, your view, your biblical outlook on this subject of abortion already terminates you from culture today. Is what people will consider cancel her, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're not pro-life, you're not being pro-women, you're not being pro. Yet, what you believe is what's at stake right now in the yeah. culture. If there was a court system in the culture today, it almost feels like going back to when Jesus was being judged and they asked the public, do you want this man that calls himself right, the Christ... Right. Or you want Barabbas. Barabbas. Mm -hmm. And people said, uh, we want Barabbas. Yeah, that's what they said. We don't know him, but yet we don't think he's crazy. Yet he was crazy. Right. So right. all I'm trying to say is this to you. I don't know where you stand on the issue of abortion. I don't know where you stand on the issue of pro-life and pro-choice. One thing I do know is this. That at the end of the road, everyone loses hope. At the end of the day, we all have to come to a conclusion in our mind is what we believe or is what we're saying and what we believe. The Bible says, right. and I know you hate that I say the Bible, the Bible. I found a, 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 a video the other day about a young woman reporter that she was furious. She said, I'm so sick of your religion. I'm so sick of you quoting the Bible. I don't care about your Bible. I don't care about your religion. I'm so sick and tired of... You, people, quoting the Bible, dictating what we believe. Do you feel like uh, in America today, Christianity is forcing religion, biblical views 
in the public that is saying we want Barabbas? You know, I don't think that Christianity can be forced. It can, it's an invitation. And so I get that. People say to me, you know, you're forcing your way on me. I am inviting you into the only true way to have life and life abundantly. And he's one man. His name is Jesus. He is, we know, the only way to the Father in heaven. And so, you know, the whole idea that we would force, Christianity can't be forced. It has to mm. be accepted. You become a new creation in Christ. You get adopted, right, Mondo? I mean, yes. we get adopted. And that's what I think is missing is the preaching of the gospel. Because there's a whole lot of voices out there that bring a lot more pain. Mm. And, you know, I worked at a crisis pregnancy center and uh, women came in all the time and who had had abortions and they knew they were guilty. They knew that this wasn't right. That, you know, dogs have puppies, cats have kittens, people have babies. Mm. And they came in so devastated. I didn't do that to them. The truth would have saved them from that devastation. But as soon as they could repent and come back, come into God, they found life and meaning, and they could step away from all that guilt and shame. And you know, that was something that Jesus paid for on the cross, all that guilt and shame. And if people knew that our Lord wants them in that state of mess, that we don't have to do anything. He came and got me. Mm -hmm. He came and got you in our worst moment. Yeah. And once God grabbed a hold of us, that's what he can do for each and every, these women, every one of these women and men because there's many men. And if you've never stood at an um, abortion clinic, which we have them in Kansas City, there's a group of us, a pro-life group. We go out there and we pray and we, we offer to the women. There are so many alternatives that, that are available to you. Let us help you. Mm. Why would you do this? And do you know that the chances of, of you getting pregnant again are much lower once you have an abortion? And once you have an abortion, the chances of you getting uh, breast cancer, and I just lost a spiritual daughter to breast cancer, mm. it, it so increases. We need to look at the whole woman instead of just the issue of it's an inconvenience. And really, less than 1% of... Um, abortions are done because of rape or incest or mental illness, something like that. The majority, 99% of abortion is done out of convenience. Man, I got so much to talk to you. My, my time is running away <laughs> so fast. This is insane. Um, I got to ask you about this prophetic word that you were sharing with me during your moment outside of the studio here. What do you feel is happening to America? You, you know, talked about the states and you talked about where we are. Can you just share? Are you able to share that with me or is that? You know, I'm, I'm thinking of it like, well, let me ask God. <laughs> I mean, I shared with Mondo, but oh, <laughs> let boy. me ask. Yes, I believe. Yes, I believe. Yes. Share what you just shared with me. Listen, you, if you just tuned in, you're listening, you're watching to my special guest, Lori Ditto. She's an author. She's a watchman on the wall. I know you probably don't consider yourself that, but you're a prophetic voice. You're an intelligent woman. You're an evangelist. You're a soul winner. 
She's a woman that will train you. If you don't know how to evangelize, I want you to go to her website because you're going to find tools that can help you talk to people. Winning the lost is probably one of the most important gifts that God has given us, entrusted us, yet we don't pick up that gift. We, we set it down and we don't deal with it because it's too personal. Well, you know what's too personal? Whether they're going to go to heaven or whether they're going to go to hell. How about if that is something that you have to carry with? Because every time you leave a conversation with your friends, with someone that I know that God has asked you to talk to them about heaven or hell, about their life, their eternity in heaven, what if that is in your hands? What if that is in your realm to be able to carry? And the thing is, you have to know how to do it. You have to know what tools you have available but I, I got to ask you about this because prophetic events are taking place. Yeah. Yet there's a lot of chatter out there about what they prophesied, what they didn't prophesy. Yet it doesn't seem like life is getting any better. What did you see about the, about the United States of America? Well, let me begin it with the very first time I went to heaven in 2000, Mondo. Um, the Lord put his forehead to my forehead and he showed me so many great and terrible things. Now, now they're very stressful, but at the time they seemed okay because he's standing there. He's still in control of everything that he's showing me. And that's something that we need to understand is that for us believers in Jesus, dedicated, full-on, uh, holy rollers, for lack of a better word, God is going to protect us. That's, that's the first thing to say. Um, and on my website, I break down, I think, I think we recorded it in 2012. I break down the things that will happen that I believe have started happening and are happening now. And just recently, God reminded me of something that he had shown me in heaven. And so when it was like, wait, let me find out. Yes, I can share this. So there is coming an issue that will break the mm. United States apart. And the 50 states are going to take sides on an issue. And I shared what I think that issue will be, but I don't know that because that, that, that's my thoughts and not of God. But what he showed me was that the 50 states over an issue are going to break apart and there will be what we would call good states and bad states, states that will align with God and states that won't, that will want to stay in more and more sin, a place like Sodom and Gomorrah, a state like that. And there will be people who are trying to get out and move from this state to that state, depending on what it is that you want. Of the conservative states, that doesn't necessarily make them a Christian state. There's a difference between those two words. And uh, politically, I'm not on either side. I, you, you have to earn my vote. What do I think that relates closer to God? So I'm an independent but people are going to be moving into conservative states or vice versa. And the Lord showed me that there would only be three uh, Christian states where that state was dedicated to doing things that God would want. And so there's going to be a big influx of people moving all over the place, which is going to be problematic. Wow. And I tell on those videos that I have online, Mondo, I tell things that people need to do. One, people need to get out of debt. Debt is not good for us. The Bible tells us it's not good. But, and then there's a whole thing, a whole reason behind that. But um, 
we need to also make sure that our children have passports. That's going to be really important because there's going to be new boundaries that are set up. And to get your family across into an area, you have to prove that this is your family. So if, um, and to do that, you would, the easiest way would be a passport. So I have said this for years. All people, go get your children, get your wow. grandchildren, make it a Christmas present. Make sure that your family unit, that it's known by the government who they are, that they belong to you. So you know you what's so wild? I felt the last few months I need to get out of debt, and I'm working on it. I don't got a lot of debt, but I got enough for me in my household. I'm working on that. God said, get rid of your debt. Right. You know what I did next? Without even knowing, and a trip came up, is God said, get your kids and your wife passports. I thought it was because, you know, I got blessed to take a trip to take my family to Italy. Yet God said, no, it's more than that. Okay, go on. Another thing that's in those videos that I talk about is that um, a time is coming when all the shaking is going to start happening, that people who have 401Ks, it's not going to be there. I don't know what's going to happen. The Lord showed me that, and so it was years ago. The Lord said there will be people who are homeowners, and at the time we were, there will be people who are homeowners and home dwellers. And then he said to us, you're going to be a home dweller. And I, I know. <laughs> Wait a minute, God. I did not. That was not what I wanted to hear. I, the homeowner makes the rules, yeah. right? So I want to be the rule maker. Not just the rule follower, but it's been, it's been um, aligning myself with what I know that God has said. And it hasn't been easy to do all those things. But he's positioning us. Mm. Because there will be leaders, Christian leaders, who will rise up during this time who, who have heard God and who have obeyed. And to those people, he will bring, he will bring more uh, authority. And that's what we need. We need the authority of God to speak to blind eyes. Now, this has only happened to me twice where, where I prayed. I knew that God wanted these blind eyes to open and two people got their sight back. You know what? Yeah. They get their sight back, Mondo. And then I'm like, are you for real? Yeah, we're, we're really blind. Were they really blind? You know, yeah. get them a book or something so that we can be sure. Because, I mean, you pray and you pray. And then yeah. when it happens, you're mm -hmm. standing there totally shocked. Wow. How did this happen? But our God does that. We need more and more authority. It has happened in our lifetime where we had a small amount of food, but we had too many people coming over. Mm. And do you know that God took the food that we had? He, he blessed it. The, all those people, we had about, what, Mike, maybe 50 people? Oh, 100. 100 people. <laughs> we had so many people. Well, they ate lunch. They ate, turn around, they ate dinner, and when it got done, I had enough to make little plates to take to my neighbors. How did that happen? God did it. We weren't ready. He, this is our God. And in the end times, as things are, are mixed up, if you are right with Jesus, you will not have to worry because he will always be a good father. He can never be accused of not being a good father to us. Listen, you've got to understand what's taking place right now. This was not planned. No. This show was not planned. We didn't plan this. This was not on the schedule. You, The two of you were having coffee here. <laughs> I've just finished filming the Jim Baker show, and I wanted to meet you guys. You guys wanted to meet me, and we wanted to talk. And, and some, But I knew in my spirit you needed to deliver this word. We were supposed to talk about we're hell, to talk about that. <laughs> but you know what? There will there, be time for that because I think we're going to be connected more. 
because I just feel in my spirit that you need to come back often and just do the show with me. You can Skype if you don't want to drive. But I want to tell you something. What's happening right now is what we need to understand, how to interpret the times and the seasons that we're going through right now. Not what's coming, what we're going through right now. The church is failing to interpret the times and the seasons. They're, they're still trying to coach us, spiritual coaching. And I love that. But yet, it is not the foundation of the gospel. It is not the foundation of the message that Jesus Christ died for on the cross. Yeah, we need to be encouraged. But we are living in a momentous time that we are going to get past being encouraged. We have to be solid in the foundation of the gospel, knowing what the Word of God is saying for this hour, because you're going to start getting and receiving dreams and visions and visitation from angels, and you may not even know what that means. You may even get a trip to heaven and not even know why you're being taken to heaven. What about this? You may be given a trip to hell, first-class ticket to hell, to see what's going on and, and if it's real or not. If you don't believe hell is real, ask God to reveal to you if hell is real. He'll take you there. The Bible says that if you ask, you shall receive, not just for a car. Oh, God, I want a car. No, reveal to me the conspiracies of heaven and the conspiracies of hell, God. I can tell you what, he's going to show you. You don't have to take a mushroom trip and an acid trip to see the, the spiritual realms, the demonic realms. You can just ask God to show you. He'll show you. But I'm going to tell you something. On the other side, you're going to see a transformation and say, God, I forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my mind. Forgive me for doubting you. Forgive. Listen, when you have an experience with God himself, not religion, not church, not tradition. When you have an encounter with God and he gives you heaven and he reveals to you hell, I can tell you that out of that experience, you will repent. How do you know if it's a God experience? Key word, repentance, Amen. a change of mind, a change of heart. That's what repentance means, a change of mind, a change of heart from your evil ways, from your evil thoughts. And I can tell you that you will repent and say, my God, forgive me for doubting you. I know you've been hurt by religion. I know that pastors have let you down. I've know, I know, I know, I know, because I've met you, I've talked to you, I've watched you on social media on how you're renouncing your faith and you're disappointed with Christianity. We all are. But I can tell you, when you have a, an encounter with Jesus Christ himself, when you have a personal relationship with God himself, there's nothing disappointing about him. Amen. There's no disappointment in heaven. There's no disappointment in his relationship. Listen, if you don't know Christ right now, and you are asking God to reveal himself to you, I don't know where you are, I don't know what you're going through, but I just got a few more seconds to remind you that God loves you. He wants you to change your mind about the way you're living your life. Change your mind about your thoughts about heaven. He'll, he'll forgive you. Say, God, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my ways. Give me an encounter that will change my life, God. I want to know Jesus for myself. I want to receive him in my heart. 
I want to be, God, one with you. Forgive me of my sins. I'm telling you, God loves you so much. I got to go. Uh, listen, I wish I could have some more time, but tune in next week. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you, Ms. Lori. <laughs> listen, I got to go. But remember this, keep the faith. Bye-bye. <laughs>